0: This is podcast number five hundred and two, and I'm Libya, your host. And this week we have returning guests.
1: This is Tom, and I'm professor of communication media studies at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida.
2: This is Allison, and I write reviews for
3: Weedonopolis. This is you, son, uh, from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. I can feel your enthusiasm from here.
0: All (laughs) righty, let's start off with the news. First up, I have that Fox has ordered Monarch, a country music drama to series, along with a new show called The Cleaning Lady, uh, which is starring El- Elodie Young. Is it Elodie? Elodie. 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 And whatever, uh, you guys know who that is. Um, and then Electra. Uh, Jesse Williams is leaving Grey's Anatomy after this season. No, uh, he left.
3: He's oh. gone. The oh. last episode. Oh, that
0: is, it said he's leaving. I thought it was to the season, so he's just leaving, leaving. Okay, well, he's leaving. Yeah. He's gone. Bye-bye. Uh, San, Sandition? 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 Sanditon? Sanditon. Has been renewed Sanditon. for two more seasons. What show is that? I don't, I've never even heard of it. Okay,
2: Sanditon actually was it – was, uh, it's a BBC production, and it was running on PBS, and they had one season of it, and it ended – so badly, it was supposed to be a cliffhanger and it just it ends in a terrible place and people were screaming because the the show got cancelled. And so it, it just it literally ends in this really bad place and it's taken from a, a Jane Austen novel that was never finished. And so the irony that you know the series that they tried to make <laughs> of it was never going to be finished either um so a lot of people uh, felt bad about that in fact I when I found out that it had been canceled and how bad the last episode was I actually deleted the last episode off my DVR didn't want to watch it so now I have to hunt it down now um so all right but it, so this is good news it, like two out, it's totally good news but it's like a, a over a year after everything has been shut down The uh, the series has been picked up again. Although apparently the the romantic male lead has decided not to return, which is kind of weird because like that was the whole crux of the story was these two characters getting together. So I don't know how they're going to maybe they'll recast. Point. Maybe, possibly, or you know, another way. But in any case, it's good news for people who are into Sanditon. Okay. Ali Wong joins Paper
0: Girls. I don't know what that is either. It, time tra- Paper Girl Paper
1: Girls in nineteen eighty eight time travel.
0: Oh, cool! Uh, Christopher Eccleston will lead a new show called Dodger on BBC, which was is based off of Oliver Twist. So, hmm. Christopher Eccleston and Period Piece, yay! Um and then the irregulars have been canceled after season 1 which yes. I apologize we never finished talking about on the podcast <laughs> As we can and see for now we don't have to you see the enthusiasm I
2: have never hated a show so viscerally wow. as I ended up hating the the it was like it was like i I took it almost as a personal insult that's how bad it was, <laughs> okay. it was if, if, if 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 the characters from Sherlock Holmes were real people, they would have sued for defamation of character <laughs> well, that's true. they were
0: very different all right well uh, one last piece of news I have. Flash stars Carlos Valdez and Tom Cavanaugh will be leaving after the end of this season. So they will not be returning for the next That's season. I
2: thought Tom Cavanaugh was like, gone already.
1: He's well, coming before the end of the season, evidently. Alright, right, Tom, your news. Okay, ABC has picked up The Good Doctor for Season 5 and Big Sky for Season 2. Boo! <laughs> Absentia with Stana Kattik will end with Season 3. Uh, it's been running on Amazon. Eith, uh, <laughs> Tegan and Sarah's memoir, High School, is going to become a series from writer, director, actor Claire Duvall for Amazon's IMDb TV. Um, at Apple TV Plus, Apple TV+, Pose star MJ Rodriguez is joining that Maya Rudolph comedy. Luke Evans is going to start an action thriller, Echo, Echo 3, from Mark Bowl. And the morning show's Billy Crudup is going to lead the dramedy, Hello Tomorrow. Which is about Set in a retro future where he sells lunar time shares. <laughs> uh, CW has picked up Kung Fu for season two and Stargirl for season three ahead of its season two premiere. Disney Plus has announced, more accurately, Tom Hiddleston has announced that Loki will drop on Wednesdays instead, instead of Fridays, parties. right. Uh, FX has picked up Mayan's MC for season four. Succession season three has added Alexander Skarsgård and Adrian Brody to its cast. Oh, cool. At HBO Max, Elizabeth Olsen will star in Love and Death from David E. Kelly and Nicole Kidman. It's the true story of the Texas housewife who murdered a church friend with an axe back in 1980. So
2: it must be a musical. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: On Hulu, Colton Ryan has been cast opposite Elle Fanning and the girl from Plainville NBC has greenlit yet another Law & Order series Oh no
2: Which one? Law & Order
1: what? Law & Order for the defense Set at a criminal (laughs) defense firm Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians has been cast opposite Dakota Johnson in their adaptation of Persuasion Oh, Uh, interesting casting. Peacock is going to uh, drop the UK sci-fi series Intergalactic this week on May 13th.
0: Let's move on. Let's start with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about The Nevers, and this is episode four. And I I would say we were slowing, we slowed down a little bit, except that not really, because it was all about discovering who the spy was, who gave them up and allowed the singer to be shot. And so it was not who I suspected. Like, I, one, I didn't even think that there w- was a spy. So then when Mrs. True was like, well, there's obviously a spy. And I was like, there is? Obviously? Then how did I miss that? So figuring out who the spy was was actually a really good reveal. I like that. Because they actually had given that woman's backstory before. So that was cool. The only thing that's actually start well, it hasn't yet. But it potentially could start to irritate me is the information they're giving about true is like they're, they're ta- her, Mrs. True and her friend who I forgot her name now are talking about the fact that there's this big secret that that is true has that the two of them are talking about, like they know and we as the audience don't know. So we don't know what they're talking about. And I'm like, would you freaking just tell us what's happening? <laughs> what is happening? She keeps Wait, saying, this is not my face. Just... She goes, this is not my face. This is this. And I was like, the only logical conclusion I can come to right now is that Mrs. True is actually one of the aliens that
2: crashed on Earth. I don't that, know. Well, we, we saw her trying to commit suicide um, and then pulling herself out of the water. So it, that, Maybe the I, real I Mrs. That True died. Possible, but maybe the it, real it, True died in the water is, and then got possessed by possible. the alien. That is possible. I mean, you know, the, the, the things that they've said about her are so weird. The whole thing with the face. And um, when she was talking earlier in, the, in, in this particular episode about how she doesn't know how she got here and she doesn't know why she's in charge. Um, you know, all of that seems to be a big mystery to her. And then at the end, of course, when we finally have the translation of what uh, Amy was singing, um, which turns out to be uh, the, the language of the aliens speaking through her. And part of it is just a general, you know, announcement to, to everyone who's been touched. But part of it was specifically to True. Right. And, yes. and you know, all of it was... was I mean, some of it you could understand um, referenced the ship having crashed and that, you, you know, come save me. But the other part, I mean, was, was something that affected her very deeply that made her break down. And, and you're left going, why... <laughs> just, what is happening? And, and what and is I happening? Think, you know, this is what pissed people off about the the, uh, and I think put them off about the pilot was that there were all these questions and they didn't get resolved until the very end of the 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 episode. You know, when you see the ship come in, and and I think that they they are doing this too often through the series. It's like they're holding off vital information because they think it's going to be a big. You know, surprise a big twist and it and that may be true but in the meantime it is actively irritating <laughs> and and they they need to find a way to resolve that and i, well, I think they, they could have also really they could have yeah, also
0: yeah, given yeah, I, it, to yeah. it to us a piece at a time without being like there's this whole thing over here that you don't know <laughs> yeah. they could have just been yeah. like I, teased it out to us I
3: just, strongly like for me they did show us that ship that was it's literally buried you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i feel like they are teasing it for me i my my comment on this episode is very you know i, I have to agree with you libya that it it's kind of slowed things down but didn't you know what i mean and my comment my main comment was going to be that i love that they kind of balance Uh, you know they're still giving us a lot of reveal and information and holding back some others and uh, you know for me I think that the mystery intention is is a whole aspect to the show and you know again uh, I'm not giving away spoilers I have no idea what's going to happen but they interviewed the main actress and she did say something like because they were talking about how, you know, this is very germane uh, how, you know, the season was shortened by uh by the uh, p- pandemic, uh but she said I think she said something to the to the point of like where they ended it just co- you know coincidentally or or whatever by happenstance. Uh it did end in a sort of a really good way. She said something like, "Oh, you'll understand everything or it all makes sense." And I'm so cool with that it's six episodes they're not we didn't wait a season or two seasons or the entire yeah. series series have done for us you know we've we've had to wait you know I, how many times have you made me watch a show with you and you're like just wait till the first season is over and then you'll
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just well hold on we, two, we we we, we, gotta we gotta keep going we gotta keep going i want tom tom okay. go ahead six
3: wait, so six episodes really isn't a lot. And so I feel very strongly that the one aspect of the show, it's the exact opposite. I like the pace they're doling it out for us. I like the mystery. Um, And I agree with you, Libya. I think the reveal was excellent. I did not see it coming. And it was was emotional, you know? Oh, about the spy, yeah. yeah.
1: I really dug the language thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then I watched the featurette afterwards where they were talking about it. And they basically got all the crew to help them <laughs> with challenges. Cool. So that's I thought that cool. was, you know, I, I thought that was really cool and smart. So yeah, yeah. this show they got off to a shaky start for me, but I'm totally in. Boy, when the when the cop beat the crap out of Malady, I'm like, yeah, Don't that's kill that's her. Yeah.
3: jeez, yeah. And that's a great twist that they caught her. Like, yeah, I didn't. See,
0: I thought she was like, gonna like... escape too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was good. All right, well, let's wrap this one up. We're saying thumbs up, very good episode, and I, I uh, and I'm not saying that I, I and I said I didn't say it irritated me yet. I said it's on yeah. the way. So if they if they do a good like this new episode, answer some more questions, I'll be fine. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the rookie. And this week's episode was pretty emotional, uh, but not in the way that well, Peter said he was crying, and I was like, oh my God, something terrible is going to happen. But it was not what I thought. But what I did like about this episode is all of it happened in a hospital. But there were like three or four different cases happening at the same time, which I thought was one really good use of space and really good use of everybody being in the same location so they could interact with each other and interact with the different cases. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, So mainly you had that... Uh, Nolan's son is in the hospital. He's having... He has to have some version of a heart surgery. One's less risky than the other, blah, blah, blah. And then, really, the drama comes from the mob boss is there with her son, but she's actually there to meet with another mob boss, and everybody's spying and blah, blah, blah. So, Yusin, what did you think about the tension that they brought with having the mob boss at the hospital while the detective is supposed to be giving a sonogram for her pregnancy.
3: Yeah. You know, uh, that's an excellent point. We or a question. We, we did talk about this a bit off podcast. Um, and I will say this up to like, announce it or be fair i genuinely liked the mob boss you know uh storyline and their relationship and how they super bonded over the being moms or she's going to be a mom It, it to me it was very believable you know um in a in a in a smaller sense i mean the whole show isn't you know super accurate but anyway the point is um i absolutely did not like how they you know how the story panned out in this episode um i think I don't want to say it wasn't realistic, but I she lost any sympathy that I had and any kind of me liking their relationship when she threatened a pregnant woman and then essentially kidnapped her the father to be. I just it you know, I don't want to say like, oh, it wasn't it didn't stay true to character. I mean, she's only been on the show one or two times and I'm not that invested. But for me, I mean, and I don't mean this, I don't but when her son got gunned down and it was it was emotional to see him the way they directed it or shot it with her glancing over and seeing her son in a pool of blood with his eyes open so clearly he was dead and clearly she kind of knew that there was no chance he was alive that was impactful but um i like i zero i wasn't as emotional for me cuz i thought karma lady karma you don't go after a pregnant woman who you befriended you know on the guise of we're mothers and blah 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 and then your son dies so so that to me was, you know, less uh, less moving than I think it could have or should have been because I did not like that that plot development. Well, that, that apparently
0: uh, is what made Peter cry.
3: So. I know, and and that's why I'm talking about it. You know, for contrast. Uh, and and like I said, it's to me, it wasn't because I never liked her. I really did genuinely like her, so I feel like I should have moved me more than it did. I, I, thought, but it, I, I thought I thought I
0: thought it was pretty emotional. Like I didn't cry, but I did think it was emotional, I, and I, I felt really bad for her. I did.
3: Yeah, intellectually, my point is intellectually, I could see that that was the reaction I was supposed to have. And like I said, I liked the character enough. I just, like I said, it didn't quite make sense to me because she, she you know, really threatened the, her the, her pregnant lady friend that she just made, you know, but moving on, I, you know, I, I will, I will, I will talk about what you said, which is, cause you're touching upon what I say every week. They do a really nice job of story A, story B, story C, whatever you want to call it, you know, one A, one B, one C. Um, and, and I like that the way, because this is another common complaint of mine/slash hours, I do like the way that they involve the off hours. Uh, storylines you know and so the son has been in and out of all the seasons and he clearly has a very strong relationship with him they they pre- they do mention the heart thing like early on in the in the show so yeah I think overall it was a good show and, and for me mainly because again that balance works if you're not that interested in one storyline they give you another one you know so it keeps your interest the whole way through not the strongest episode for me I definitely like more episodes other episodes more yeah, but I the like- show is always I like this one a lot just because of how they
0: use the one location because the one thing the show usually does is it's spread out and everybody is all over the place and so what I really liked about this one is that they actually had like three storylines happening in the same location so I I appreciated the use of that but let's move on Uh, next up we're going to talk about Legacies and we haven't talked about well it hasn't been on in a while Um, and the complaint that all of us have had for a while was that Landon is going to get out of this mess on his own and he's going to be a man and do whatever. And then all of a sudden he, got, he gets rescued by Hope and it's like, well, what was that about? That's weird. And it was weird, weird to the point where I was like, Landon seems odd. I don't know if that's Landon. And I don't know if I said it on this podcast because I haven't listened to my previous ones, but I know I've talked to you guys about it and I called it that that Landon was not Landon. So I like. That you went through this episode, and it took uh, our fairy friend... God, what is his Not Walter. What is his name? Good lord, I'm blanking. The um, okay. The fairy. The guy who, who's the fairy. Oh, uh,
2: the Larker.
0: Uh, yeah, I just blanked on his name. Anyway, I like that it took him to be like, isn't Landon being weird? He doesn't remember stuff, and... And I was like, how is it that Hope has had all these conversations with Landon and nothing has come up to where he doesn't remember something that she's talking about? Yeah. So I just think, I was like, you're a terrible girlfriend. Um, so what did you guys think of this episode?
1: I thought the episode kind of started out fairly routine and you, you're, you, you've got plot lines that really have nothing to do with each other. With um, Alaric trying to find information from the uh, the group that has all this info. Uh,
0: not Malivore, it was called. The Triad? The triad or... yes.
1: The Triad. And then you've got, uh, okay, I always get Lizzie. Lizzie takes, um, I always forget his name. MG. Um, takes G- MG to find out about Josie's would-be girlfriend.
0: Right. About Finch. exactly
1: why she turned. Right. And she, and she hasn't killed anybody. That storyline was out.
0: super sad. And I feel it, and I feel like, does that count? Like her her grandfather was like, Give me the pill he asked for the pills. She gives them to him. He takes them. I was like, How is that
1: her murder? Like I was well, like, eh. Was, I mean
2: but, she, think, but he, she she's
1: abetting in his suicide. Yeah, she, but she's abetting unwittingly because she doesn't know. She, she doesn't a, know what it is. Right. He
2: literally it.
3: calls it his candy. Yeah.
1: So I think but
3: candy, we're talking literally, literally, literally I, I have a hard time with saying that word. Um, they even the camera does pan on that. They edit that where she like double hands him, like she has her hands on his hands, and she so, like help feed him the pills. It. Yeah. Yeah. I think they try to address that because I agree with all of you all, but but I do think that for whatever reason we, we really had to, they had to come up with a way that it was like super sympathetic and how she couldn't remember and it was kind of borderline. I mean, that I thought that too, but I was like, well, I mean, here's their option. Yeah, you, you, know? here's yeah, their...
0: you have to go with it. But anyway, Tom, continue yeah. continue with what you're and saying. And
1: um, Josie with the mystical artifact that uh, brings Sutton's out... Dark Josie. Her, her subconscious acting as dark Josie, talking with her. So she, of course, has to re- has to accept her magic to help save Hope, who has been scratched or bitten by this icky creature in the other. That world. That monster was super. Ugh! It was just yeah, started eating. Animals.
2: Better awful monsters. Yes, yeah, I have the, to give them credit the
1: for that. But
2: I, I really
0: don't want the necromancer to have died off screen. Like I don't yeah. think that
1: he did. Well, that I think dad, but they, they said he could resurrect because he's too important a character to just kill nope. off.
2: But but I think this goes maybe. back Clarity. I think this goes back to that. thank you, I think this goes back to Landon not being Landon I was yeah. really impressed with Landon's ne- necromancer impression. In- yeah. Oh, that was really song. good Yeah and Oh, I, thought, wow, I see where you're and, going and, and I think that's maybe a clue Oh yeah.
3: Yes Allison, I, I, yep. I yep. actually thought I, I saw I was watching the show like a little bit, you know, not 100 uh, percent. You know, I wasn't I was out of the room w- during that scene. And when I heard the voice, I thought, oh, God, they brought him back again. That man just does not stay dead. And then so I ran into the room to be like, how are they going to do this? And my mouth dropped when it was Landon. And I thought, this is the best acting he's ever done. <laughs> it's <an> impression. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you should just do impressions on the show. That should be your thing. That should be your superpower. You just walk around and do impressions. I was like, that's amazing. So that was actually fun. And I was like, oh, this is the best way they brought back the necromancer also. But I agree with you, Allison. That is actually what I thought once... Uh, the LARPer kind of reintroduced the idea that that's not Landon, and I thought, oh, that's a wink-wink, his impression, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I All I will say about this episode is I genuinely like the show. We've talked about this before. A, a lot of their monsters are really good, legitimately scary. This one was as well. Was um, gross, I, I, It wasn't dude. my favorite episode. Uh, you know, um, but because you know, but maybe you know, this episode was pushing us along. That you know, maybe dropping the breadcrumbs that Landon isn't Landon. Blah blah blah. I don't it was know. Setting this, the this pieces wasn't my place. It was, yeah, it, was it, the was... Ch- it was moving the pieces around the chessboard. That's
2: right. that's pretty much what it was, or the LARP board if you want to. <laughs> yeah, it was so great
0: because because Hope was like, uh, "Let me know. Turn over my cards for me." And he was like, "It's not that kind of game." And I was just cracking up. I thought that was so great. All right, well, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Big Shots. And this is the show that Tom told us last week we should be watching. And so we then watched it. So I have watched all four episodes. Uh, Houston has watched three. So we're only going to talk about the first three. Right now,
3: I, I was really interested in what Allison was thinking, was might think because she has mentioned both off podcast and on podcast, you know, kind of sports oriented things are, are, are not her show, you know, and not I'm at always all.
2: and I was going to watch it, but I thought we were going to be talking about like um, the girls' five thing, and wow. so I watched that instead. And that bad was a call, bad, choice bad call, call. call, bad call, bad <laughs> call, <laughs> but anyway, I made a bad choice. Okay, yeah.
0: so let's talk about, let's talk about big shots. And what what, what, oh, go ahead. what I was just going to say is, yes, it is sports-related, but it's sports-related kind of how, like, Friday Night Lights is sports-related. Um, it's it's really – and I'm not quite saying – it's not Friday Night Lights good. I'm not saying that, good, just, to not, yeah. uh, just to be clear. Just to be clear. But uh, what I do like is they emphasize the family. They emphasize being a team and uh, – the premise, as you you broke down the premise, which was basically this, this guy who is now, he used to be a co- big-time college coach, is now a high school girls coach, and how that affects him and how he doesn't know how to deal with this. And that's kind of like the story. The, it's really the theme is how does he go from being what he was to becoming a new person that he has to be to coach these girls. And that's kind of his journey, and I think that makes it really interesting. And also the girls themselves were very unmotivated and not very team oriented. And he makes them see themselves in a different light. And that's what really moves me on the show. That, that gets me interested. Um, so yes, good call Tom. I'll give you that. And Nicole
1: yeah. Brown.
3: <laughs>
1: She's awesome. That's true too. Uh,
3: I... I'd like to jump in because I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna rebut almost everything that you just said okay Um, I don't dislike the show I could see why Tom would would uh, would uh, recommend it Uh, I, I I think that it's you know um here's what i will say like i said to rebut it uh, allison i definitely don't think you should watch the show uh you know there is absolutely an argument i thought friday like friday night lights is a is a good argument you know in terms of how a very sports oriented show blah 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 ted lasso is another one it's all about the team and and a lot of machinations about how to run a team and all that so it's very sports heavy and absolutely everybody should watch that show and no one could even argue that the sports aspect of it is a is a, you know is a obstacle. However, the, this show is very basketball heavy. Livia, you played basketball in high school. Uh, I played basketball in school as well. I was I was younger. Uh, you don't need to know about basketball, but there's a lot of time spent on the basketball, which is reasonable for the show, but definitely an obstacle for people who just don't care about it. But my other problem is, um, the I, I get it. Disney is going to probably be surface. It's not going to be. Generation. You know what I mean? But I found it unbelievably Disney in terms of those girls were, I, you know, they were like seventh graders to me. They were not high school girls. The giggling over the boys and the conversations they had were so sanitized, were so unrealistic. I don't think, uh, and the journey that you're talking about with the coach, I agree with you 100%. That's the goal. They definitely attempted to do that. They did do it. My problem isn't what they were hoping to do with the show or what they did do in terms. In terms of they do address it. I just feel like the emotions they're trying to shoot for are unearned. I think that the third episode, the ending, where the the dad, like, breaks down and either cries or, like, super questions his his existence on the planet Earth. I mean, that's not true. But, you know, it, it just seemed like all the emotions they wanted from me, which were clear. It's not manipulative. But, but, but you know, it's it's simple. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I watched The Mighty Ducks. But the point is The Mighty Ducks are pre These girls are in high school, you know, and the first episode, they hinted upon the kind of clickiness and you know, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word uh, on on podcasts, but bitchiness and, you know, that kind of mean girls aspect of it, which made it very unpalatable for me. But I thought, well, that's realistic. Then they pull back on that, which, again, is better for me to, you know, because it's less annoying. But then I really feel like they just went in the wrong direction. Last thing I will say is c- about the unearned business. His daughter is so level headed and so reasonable and parents him. And then that one scene, because they have to manipulate it plot-wise, plot wise, when she sees him comforting another student, you know? And it's not even, like, in a super dramatic way or in a way that's so, like, weirdly offensive. She throws a hissy fit and decides, my dad likes this other person more than me. He won't spend time with me. Now I'm just going to party with these girls. And I thought, that is not realistic. They, but she except so except
0: that they really, really fix that in the very next episode. Yeah.
3: But that, but that's what I mean by unearned. It's so quick. I'm three episodes in, and he has had like four revelations already. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he makes. I think. I think, uh, he, you know, I think the,
0: f- the fourth episode really addresses some of the stuff that you have an issue with, and I think it There's works just
3: for that. I will allow- well, that's. I will. I will. I will end here. I'm definitely going to keep watching. I'd like to see the progression. Like you said, maybe they right some wrongs. But as far as the two points being that uh, that you know, should should Alison give it a try? I, I I don't think the drama. It doesn't have enough drama or drama worthiness to out. Kind of uh, to uh, erase the sports heaviness. If it was more balanced, like Friday Night Lights, is a perfect, perfect example. Uh, 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 well, we, we, but because... we can't, we can't, hang, we
0: can't talk talk about this too much longer. Wait, uh, no, and got, Tom, got, Tom, got... Tom, Tom has something he wants to say. Go ahead, Tom.
1: Now, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with some of some of you some criticism. You got to bear in mind one: this is still Disney, and so I Disney has a. And Disney Plus is really trying to find its niche apart from Disney Channel. Two, this is probably David E. Kelly's first show for a younger audience, so he's not nailing it yet because what he perfected was really edgy adult fare like Ally McBeal, The Practice, Picket Fences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But episode four, watch episode four for next week. We can talk about four and five. For me, episode four was the strongest because it dealt with a problem he has, an essential problem he has, it's kind of been lurking under the surface, and people caught him out. People caught him out yeah. on that problem. And... But, we, but we can't stay
0: on this too much long. No, no yeah. rebuttal time. Sorry, Yusin. We need to move on. Um, we can talk about it next week. <laughs> we, we can talk about it next week. Uh, next up, uh, let's talk. I personally like Big Shots, and I, I'm giving it two thumbs up myself. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Bad Batch. And this is, well, sorry, Star Wars, The Bad Batch. I yes, I, I want to enunciate that properly. Um, and this, I, I, I know uh, Allison said she went back and tried to watch the Clone Wars episode that was related to it. I don't even remember. I know I may have watched it, but I don't remember it. It's unnecessary.
2: For it's, watching, it's literally called the Bad Bat. I understand and that because I I've never really watched any of the animated series. They never were appealing to me. I wanted to at least get some background on on unnecessary. what the characters were, unnecessary. and unnecessary. I fell
0: It's I fell unnecessary, <laughs> unnecessary. Just watch the pilot. Okay. They don't. They don't. They totally reintroduce everyone. You don't need the background. They they assume well, you've an never an seen everything. They, they they assume I, I you've never watch, seen anything I've
2: never watched
3: anything and had no problem either
0: yeah so yeah they don't require you to do any background so just watching the because there was two episodes the first one's actually a little long um, but they what I really like a lot long yes what I really liked is the time period that they picked to pick up the story which is right when Order 66 comes and it's a time period that we don't really know that much about yeah. um, so it's Order 66 comes through and all the clones start assassinating Jedi. And we know that that happened and they talk about it in the movies that it happened. You see it. But what we don't really know is the aftermath. Like, And that's what the Bad Batch is dealing with is, okay, the clones have now assassinated a bunch of the Jedi. Now here's the story. Um, and so I think the first 10, 15 minutes is before the order. And then we have the order... And what they find out is because the Bad Batch have been – are technically bad clones, the order didn't work on them for the most part. Because whatever that implant is that's supposed to make it work, it's either been damaged or overwritten or whatever. And so they're looking around like, what is going on with all these other clones? What's happening? And it's a a good conflict and it's a good – I like – what they've set up. And that's pretty much the pilot is setting up. This is the time period. This is what we're dealing with. And now let the story go. And Tom, since I'll I'll let you take over.
1: No, I thought it was interesting. The, um, the introduction of Omega. Yeah. A a young, a young girl who is a fifth defective. Well, depending on how you count, there are five in the bad patch, except for one of them gets made Worse, <laughs> because he has he has his chip, his loyalty chip altered to make him even turn. more loyal to the right, empire.
0: Right,
1: But they go back and rescue this girl that they met, Omega, and she's kind of your plucky young, you know, uh, you know, your plucky youngster, but in a way that's not too annoying. So and, I, it, and I think
0: she's supposed to be like eight or nine or something like that. She's pretty young.
1: So nice we, job. We don't know exactly what her quote unquote purpose is, but I think that's one of the mysteries of the series is to find out. Well and I
0: think her power is more mental because she could or see, she could either like read someone's mind or
1: see the future or something because when I'll she pick t- up a blaster and become an expert shot the very first time. That's true it. too. Yeah.
0: Yes. But when she was talking to uh, the Hunter? sniper guy the sniper Hunter. Hunter's not crossfire? the sniper. Crossfire. Uh, crossfire. Yeah. when she was talking to him, and she was like, "I know what you're thinking, and I, I know you don't have a choice, and I'm sorry." Something like she's like a, a forgiving him ahead of time for something he hasn't done yet, and that was the most like, "What does that mean?" Um. So that was kind of interesting, and I I like her character a lot, and I like I like the team. I thought the team was a pretty cool I like team. I like the team a lot.
3: I, I just, I'll i jump in because I don't have much to say because y'all covered it. Uh, Libby, I think you said everything that I, I really thought about it. Like, I don't know anything about these characters. Of course I know about Star Wars. I think the, the time period is absolutely a great choice because it's a fascinating, like, oh, yeah, this would be a great thing to learn more about. I will just say some out-of-show things that I think you guys will find fascinating. The, the voice... The person who voices the 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 child is 37 years old. Oh, the little girl. I it up, <laughs> yes, I'm almost. I, I mean, correct That's me. Good. I mean, I have to research it again. But I'm really. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I mean, I went to IMDb. I like looked stuff up. Um, I really. I. I. I'm. They said Omega, so she's got to be Omega. Anyway, she's an Asian woman. I think she's Brit. Uh, maybe she's a New Zealander. Um, anyway, so I'm. This is a half joke, guys. But I'm wondering if the the character is less annoying because they're not. It's not being voiced by an actual child actor. Totally kidding. Half kidding. Um, but the other thing is to 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 address your point about how you really like the group. The all five of them uh, are all voiced by one voice actor, what? which again. Yep. Ah, so this one I'm a hundred percent sure because I also couldn't believe it. So I clicked on multiple video links. They had absolute interviews with him. I I watched a video of the showrunner talking about it. His name is Derek. He's a he's a seasoned voiceover guy. So I liked those characters so much, like the cohesiveness and the and the individuality. They've really fleshed out their personalities already. You know, you can kind of tell not just what their each task is. Oh, he's the he's the sharpshooter, he's the brain, he's a they they really to me really have given me like actual character yeah they you know, feel trait. very real they feel like very they real yeah and the voices sound very different all done by one voice actor so that i really wanted to say that on the show because that makes it even all the more impressive i'm sorry but it does it may you know take the curtain away a little bit and show you the wizard but um that just makes me like the show even more it's a really strong show for me the first pilot is a movie length it's, a, yeah. it's an hour and a half was not bored uh it covered all the ground i needed to uh if every episode was an hour and a half i think that would be too much Mm -hmm. uh so if they're doling it out in half hours afterwards it's perfect for me it's a really i was very surprised at how much i liked it i do like animated stuff but i watched none of clone clone wars or rebels so i highly recommend it you know if allison you don't like it you don't like it i can't you know i I i'm not saying you're wrong for falling asleep i i just really enjoyed it and i was surprised at how much i enjoyed it that yeah. was
1: that was the that was the Clone Wars backdoor pilot she fell asleep during not the actual the real pilot. Yeah. Oh,
2: right. So this Sorry, may be very Tom. different. I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a shot, especially since you say it's it's so good and it's so different. So, you know, I'll I'll definitely do that.
0: All right. The well, let's act- Oh, wait, Tom, go ahead.
1: The actor who plays uh the Bad Batch is Dee Bradley Baker. Michelle Ong plays Omega. And here's the question I wondered about um freddy prince jr plays caleb doom the young that's what, that's what i was wondering because i was like why does
0: he sound like a grown man he was supposed to be like a little boy and he sounded like a grown man and i was like that seems weird but well, that
1: yes that explains it well what's interesting is it's his name is caleb doom one any co- any connection to i mean he sounds a lot like canaan because it's the same actor but that last name doom that is Kara doom same, ah. same, same her name is Kara Doom. Uh, Gina Carano's <laughs> ill-fated character. character.
0: Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about... Well, thumbs up for that. And next up, yeah. we're going to talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And I completely forgot to watch it this week. Sorry, guys. So uh, what did you think of this week's episode? I
2: really like this week's episode. Um, I... I... I you know there were there were certain things that that were going on that played off each other in terms of each group of of couples were having their own issues and um they don't look like they're going to at least immediately resolve in in a good way. I am kind of wondering especially I mean I haven't heard anything about behind the scenes stuff but the whole idea that Max uh is supposed to be moving to New York and they're making it look very much like he is definitely going to be doing that. Makes me wonder, I mean, are they going to actually write him off the show or are they just going to do a thing where, well, we'll just do a time jump and he goes to New York and then they pick up and come back again next season? Because um, they could go either way. I haven't I haven't heard anything, but um the, you know They're having issues with, with him and, and wanting to, to leave and be with his new girlfriend, and they have issues with Mo and, and his new boyfriend, who's still apparently got things going on with his ex um, and things going on with himself. And so who knows how, how that relationship is going to go. But there was, in, one of the things that I love so much that they do so well on the show and that they, they, they did a lot more last season and that I've been missing this season are the big group dance numbers. And they had one where they decided to, to take part in this, in this costume marathon. Um, and and they, they suddenly break into uh, Queen's Don't Stop Me Now in the middle of the street with everybody in these crazy costumes and dancing around. And it, the, the whole number is just so much fun and so great. And also is interesting because the only person who's not dancing besides Zoe, and actually even she gets into it, you know, sort of like a third party, but um, is, is Max who's just kind of standing there mulling around looking like he's, he's kind of fish out of water in all of this. And uh yeah, so you know, you you you're kind of wondering what's what's going on with with him and, and the characters. But I thought I thought that this was a, a really really well done episode.
1: Tom, I didn't hate this episode, but here, I didn't like the I didn't like how they used Brinadette Peters. That just seemed a weird use of her. It's like use her well <laughs> or not at all. Uh, and and basically, she finds out that Maggie's gambling without her, which is like, who cares. Whatevs, <laughs> but the other thing that really annoyed me is, we we Zoe is seeing a shrink, and she's so at the double date she's so overreacting to Max moving to New York, and kind of neglecting Simon, and it's like you suck. That was just I'm sorry, especially if you don't have those. If you don't have romantic feelings with with for Max, which you claim you have, unless you're lying to yourself, you did awesome. a horrible job tending to your own boyfriend. And if I were he, I'd be pissed too. And oh sure. And
2: I, and, and the, I, the thing is too, what she what she hasn't shared with him because she's afraid to, because she thinks it'll go in the same direction it did with Max, is she hasn't told Simon that she has this power. So he's he's seeing her overreacting. Because she hears things that and sees things that he does not see and and he knows absolutely nothing about it. so he can only interpret it as you know she's still in love with Max. you know that's so it's it's, it's becoming toxic in that sense too,
1: yeah, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> so it's just Zoe's messing up. <laughs> she is i didn't like the episode it's sort of typical i
2: do agree with you too about bernadette peters i think they want her badly on the show but they're not sure how to use her i love the little dance at the end with with the money that Mm. that was really fun that was that was great and i kept waiting for somebody to make a comment about money growing on trees considering where they were pulling them out um but uh it you know they need they need to figure out a better way to use her character I'm hoping that that happens because I love her and I, I would love them to find a better way to, to fit her into the show.
1: I've adored her since her recurring appearances on the in the 70s.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, let's
0: uh, move on. Um, so, there you guys are giving that a thumbs up ish, at least thumbs yes, up, two
1: thumbs I, up, and Allison thumbs up, Tom okay. thumbs sideways. Okay. I mean, tell
2: really us right. There, say... are,
3: there are qualifications,
2: but I, overall, I really Wait, I really it. want to see.
3: I really want to say a few things about Zoe because I, oh, I specifically sorry. watched it recent, um, and I want to address all three things that you guys talked about uh, quickly. Uh, Tom, I don't disagree with you. Oh my god, so toxic, so horrible, uh, and it—you know—she doesn't treat any of the men in her life well, either one of them, in the whole. Try three-way thing. I mean, you know, in spirit, not physically. Um, has always annoyed me. I just feel like she wants her cake and eat it too. However, at the end of the episode, they definitely talk about it being rooted in her grief and her her like just losing her loss kind of a thing, and that it, it's a trigger for her and, and kind of relating back to her father, which I thought was very realistic. I lost my father. I situate very similar. Maybe I'm being not objective, but I and but I 100% agree that what happened between her and Simon is terrible. And I and the uh, the last thing or the next thing I want to just say is um, I really like because I have been complaining about how I think that she's acting spoiled and, you know, too entitled with the boy, the guys in her life. So I like that the show called her out and and uh, Max finally was like, we can't do this. You know what I mean? You're totally unfair to me. And it's been unfair. And, you know, that kind of a thing. So I thought that was excellent. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing. Is uh, she? uh, uh, Allison touched upon was um, the issue with Mo's boyfriend. I think that was super powerful because, you know, it it go to it went to speak to uh, Mo's uh, um, uh, sorry uh, representation. uh, uh, Sorry, she's presenting as a he. Sorry, he He is presenting as a woman. Public. Well, he's he's and, okay with either pronoun, according to yes, those, exactly. So. I thought that was great too. Like, I just really thought they handled that issue incredibly well because it's very nuanced and layered. Because even though her boyfriend is a gay man and he talked about coming out and accepting, the fact that he now he feels like he has to additionally now kind of reveal that he is dating a man who presents as a woman, you know what I mean? Was like a whole nother level for him, and so it is very layered and nuanced, and I thought that was really brave and very you know, like not esoteric, but that's like something I don't think lots of people think about. It's, you know, we talk about gay men coming out, we talk about relationships, that, but to go there and explore Mo's life as a, a gay man who presents as, you know, very female, but then also has, you know, multiple pronouns. I don't know. I thought that was really well handled and very sophisticated. So yes, the show is a little bit of a da- not a downer, but you know, I agree with all you guys. But I, I think the show showed some real. Uh, subtlety, and kind of uh, held people responsible for stuff, so I liked it also, Allison, very much
0: Alright, let's move on uh, Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which is a oh. new show that dropped on Netflix on Friday and normally we would talk about two episodes, but I didn't really I barely made it to the end of one So I need to finish the pilot yeah. I
1: watched
0: two. You watched two? Did it get I better on that. the second episode? Eh, so no.
2: I actually made it through, and I can't believe this. But no! I made it the entire. No! Thing. And why? The only reason I did was because I was watching this thing, and I, all I could think of that was going through my head watching this is why does this why? show even exist?
1: <laughs> why
2: does this. What is the point of this show? Does it have a point? Is there a no, reason why, why it's you existence suffer? Have a point of view and I kept and 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 also I really like Ben Daniels so that was another I thing. love Ben Daniels um, That's true and I too. felt so sorry for him stranded in this thing but it was it was it never makes a point there is literally no reason well, the for thing, this show to the show the thing that, that... the same territory as we've seen with with it first of all most recently Invincible um and the Umbrella Academy and the Boys and no, but it not, it, but not as good. That's does, the problem. That's the thing. It's it it, it it's, it's the same territory, but done worse. And and each and every one of the ones that I said before, and and a lot of others too, like Legion and things like that, which took weird takes on superheroes. They all had like a point of view. They all had a reason for existing and a statement to make. And this one just meanders around, and you just are wondering why do you exist? What is the reason? What are you trying to tell us, the audience? What is the point you're trying to make? And, and, well, and they're other,
0: trying too hard. That's my issue is that the political statements that they're trying to make, they literally take a hammer or maybe an anvil and like hit you upside the head with them. And to the point where I thought it was unbelievable. Like I was like, well, it no, was, it was I don't ridiculous.
2: Think so. it, yeah. it was the, like this black they keep talking about the code, you know, and you have to stick to the code. Right. And, when you when you're sticking to the code i mean the code uh, when you when you think of it uh, you know is is on on its surface is fine okay we don't kill and we don't rule and you know we just help people and all of that that's great but when you you refuse to kill somebody who is literally going to kill you and everyone you know and wipe out half of a state by exploding um and you kill that person that is that that is not a bad thing and constantly trying to make that person feel guilty like they did the wrong thing is is inane and and we just keep going into this circular conversation it literally never ends through the entire series right up to the very end this 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 circular well, argument to be fair stopped. we're supposed to be talking about the pilot just just to be clear. Okay. But I'm just saying, if you if you go beyond the pilot, you're not gonna get any more from this. You and wow. and, and the thing on top of everything else, the the acting is mediocre uh, for most of the characters. Why and why the, is the, Ben the Daniels' beard so bad? Why is Ben Daniels beard
0: why is it so bad? Well, why it- is Josh
1: Paul's beard so bad? Yeah, well my oh question my God, is it-
0: why could they not I, I understand they were trying to shoot flashbacks and press I was like shoot all the flashbacks together? Let them grow a beard, and then you shoot the <laughs> other stuff. It's really it's that sort of simple.
1: Too much sensitive. The-
2: to his face with this awful uh. wig that looks like it hasn't been washed since the Nixon administration, <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> and, and he was I mean literally he's wandering around in what looks like white long johns, and and the costumes are so embarrassingly terrible. They, they, oh, yes. my oh my God.
3: When I, tuned in, when I tuned in, I really had no idea about the show uh, at all. I legitimately, for the first 10 minutes, thought it was like a sketch comedy or like a car. <laughs> <comedy. laughs> A hundred percent. I'm not even saying that to be funny on the podcast. I kept saying, where are the jokes? When did, when did the jokes start? Is this like a dream sequence? Because there's no way. I mean, that wig was somebody was like, oh, some, the hairdresser forgot the wig. There's a mop. Cut it off. Let's put it on his head. We got to shoot. <laughs> shoot. We got to shoot. I mean, it, it, was, it was like a student film. And hey, I went to, I went to film school, so I can speak very clearly on this. It was like a student film. They were like, That's dad's right. got long johns, you know, we'll use a mop as a wig. Like it really, and Libya, you know this about me. You know, I'm OCD. If I'm 10 minutes into something, I got to finish it. Cause it's just something I got to do. I could not watch it. And it, I was 30, 40 minutes. I was 10 minutes from the finish. Who does that? That's like two credits shy of graduating. And you're like, "Nope, I'm out. You know what I mean? So like I literally was doing something else and I thought, yeah, I'm just going to keep walking. I'm not like even going to go back into the room. I'll let it finish on its own. Like, yeah. And the last thing I will say is just this, cause you get covered at all. Allison. I, um, I have been saying this forever, you know, well, you know, it's sci-fi, it's fantasy, you know, there aren't a lot of choices out there. So I just watch it. There are so many choices out there now. It yes. is absolutely a crime. to spend any time watching this when you could watch so many better You could have been watching The Bad
0: Batch instead of watching this entire series. That's all I'm saying,
3: I could have been watching a test
2: pattern and my time would have been better. All right, we need to to move on. You know what what I really couldn't believe is that I read an article that said that they had spent a fortune on this and I don't know where that money went because it sure didn't go into the production. Uh, Tom's got his hand up. We
0: got... Tom's got his hand up. He, we got to let him say his comment. we got to move on. We're out of time. We're seriously out of time. Go ahead, Tom.
1: Yeah, the reason why this show exists, Allison, is because Mark Miller, the uh, who created... The, this is actually based on a comic book series, yeah. believe it or not. But my understanding is Netflix, like, bought it. I mean, they bought the IP rights for it, like, to mm-hmm. own it, period. That's what, why it exists, because it's theirs. However, Tom, considering the pedigree of the show... Um, Oh shoot! Uh, Stephen, um, the dude who, the, Stephen, the dude who Steven DeKnight. yeah, Steven DeKnight, who did Spartacus and did the first season of Daredevil, did this. It's like what wow. happened? That that seems and really I, weird. I'm just,
2: I'm just wondering, cool. you know. I mean, did he turn off half his brain? Was he like, like yeah, half we, conscious we, while he was writing it? I I don't know. It was. It's terrible. It's just
0: we wait, wait. we gotta move. We gotta move on. There's no other new comments. Anything else, Tom? We gotta move
1: on. You good? Yeah. I, I don't was, watch. the the, the biggest problem is it doesn't bring, shed any new light on any of these themes, and we have yet another knockoff of Justice League-ish type heroes, except for these are just, like, they're poorly conceived. Right. right, You've got decent actors, and then you've got these awful costumes and awful wigs and awful makeup. It's like, and no, my students would not make anything this bad, because I would... (laughs)
0: All right, all right. We... Fame, Tom. Student. Okay, we got to move on, guys. All right. all right, next up, we're gonna talk about Shadow and Bone. And we're gonna talk about episode five and six. The and up. Ep- I was about to say five. We have been talking like, ooh, maybe the 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 general is not a good guy. He seems a little sketchy. He no. seems a little manipulative. And in this episode, they pull off the. All, all the 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 fakery, and as Tom said, his mom spilled the tea, and was like, "Yep, he's evil with a capital evil. E."
2: But it gets really hot and steamy before he gets evil, so um, there there is that too. <laughs> so you. it's there is a little something for everyone in this episode.
0: <laughs> well, it didn't get hot and steamy for me because I was never on that train. I was like, "Nope, I don't ship them. Get away, ew." So I was oh, not I, super I, I happy was, I was it.
2: stoking the engines of that train. That was, that was, that was my life.
3: It was on the platform trying to decide whether or not I was getting on that train, Allison. So I was like, do I get on this train? Do I stay on the platform? Yeah, well. I, did,
2: I, I didn't care if it went over a cliff. I was totally on that ride. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <am> <laughs> you
3: For like, however let me, long let me... this goes, I'm good with it. That's fine. Let me say this then, since we brought it up. I will say this. I don't want to get into an argument with Libya about this. No, but it is a fantasy world, you know, and even back in the Victorian days and earlier, you know, when girls had their coming out and they came out in London and this and that, they were very young. You know, they were 16, 17, uh, you know, and they were being all shuffled out and whatever. And this is a fantasy show. She's clearly in the army. You know, she isn't, you know, this this, you know, protected little flower. in And like she's much more of an adult than whatever her age is supposed to be. So I didn't I had less of a problem with that. And we talked about the grooming and this and that. And I wondered, how are they going to make this remotely? permissible if you are already in that mindset of like no way no way you know so i mean and like allison clearly stated she didn't have a problem i'm not saying you should have allison i'm not saying you should have had i'm addressing that there is a ambiguity there i think we can all agree but for me i feel like they did it they pulled it off because they gave her a ton of agency she was the one that did the first kissing and in fact his reaction was not that of someone who was like had groomed her and was like yeah now the payoff is coming like he was genuinely surprised that ben, uh, ben barnes did some really good face acting where it was very subtle where his um, but,
0: but then the mom ma- but the mom called it the mom was like oh did he give you that vulnerable side did he give you this did he do that and so it's all fake he's a faker he doesn't
3: have to do It doesn't have to do with grooming. They could have been any age where he was eliciting a sympathetic response to get her into a relationship. So for me, the fact that his response was like, wow, you uh, surprised me. You know what I mean? And then in the moment with the like sexy time really kind of getting building speed, he 100 percent stopped. And was very, again, not in a grooming, manipulative way. At least that's how he played it, which I think is excellent. I mean, I don't know if that was his choice or the writer's choice. But when he was like, are you sure about this? You know what I mean? And then she was like, yup. You know? So for me, I feel like they walked that line and they did not fall off the cliff. The proverbial. What I mean. A different cliff than Allison's cliff. But, you know, I think that... I, I think that well, cool. I think that once they did that, Allison, I was kind of like, open the doors. I'm on the train. Like, you know, I was like, I'm fine with this, you know? And so I will just talk about that because I, you know, oh, but the other thing I will just say this is the whole caper aspect. I mean, it wasn't a caper. It was a kidnap, but the intrigue and the double and the he knew, but they didn't know and all of all that, the double crosses. That was great. Well, the only thing yeah. is I-,
0: I never for one second thought they were going to accomplish their kidnapping. So, because one, they're not really as smart as they thought they were. Like, as we're watching them plan, we're like, you guys are really not that bright. So I never for one minute thought that they would accomplish it. So then when we watch it, it goes down pretty much how I expected, which was they did not accomplish their goal at all. And then the only reason well, they, they got have her have did the well, I know. And... But I'm saying exactly the only reason <laughs> they even did anything was because she voluntarily ran away and got in their trunk, unbeknownst to them. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, that 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 makes well, sense." So the, the, the sure well. is the
1: fact they that Jasper well. decides to shag one of the one part one of one the stable boys instead of doing oh, the boy. task, and it just so happens that she's running away. right it was just
0: all all of it was coincidence and i was like yep that that works that tracks because these guys are not
2: the brightest tools in the shed so i was like okay i buy buy that and on on top of it that the conductor turned out to be uh you know not who he presented him as
0: yeah exactly well that I i liked him but i'm not surprised that he was playing them because he also saw they were not that bright. Like if the conductor seemed like a pretty smart guy and for him to team up with them, I was like, why would he team up with these idiots? And it was because he was using them, but then they figured out that he like, it was like everybody Mm -hmm. figured out everybody else's. Played.
2: Yeah, that I do, I do like, feel kind of bad about losing him as a character though, because he was yeah. awfully fun and he's played yes. by the same guy. If you, if you watched the Musketeers, he's, he's played by the same guy who played Porthos, who could not be a more uh-huh. different character. I Alice, and I, I mean, wonder... he was so macho in that. And, you know, here he's the brainy guy. And so I, I just, I thought that that was really, really interesting. And I loved watching him, him perform this, but but he's gone you now, so so much for that. But uh, but yeah, all of all of that was good stuff, and and I, you know, that you was that you was so drippy. Do you want to talk
3: about episode but, six? Yeah, I, I well, I don't know if this is five or six. So someone correct me, but but anyway, I will say this: I think it was six. Um, because uh, we're talking about relationships and the guy stuff and this sort of pseudo triangle. I thought it was great. Uh, they're they're reuniting, you know. Uh, oh, her, Mal, Mel, yeah. yeah and, the relationship was very sweet and the realization that moment where he says um I see you now you know what i mean right. and i'm sorry I didn't sooner i thought that was really well done um clearly we I, i'm not clearly but you know they are this, the, the golden couple they're supposed to get together uh, you know and the their romance is a very or their connection is a very integral part of the show as much as all the bells and whistles and the the beams and the suns and the you know shadow knives and stuff um, so for me I thought this I'm completely wrong I'm not saying that the title means this shadow and bone uh, but like for me what I mean is the, the for me that the the title in a way shows that like the shadow aspect of the mystical and the magical and the bone being the grounded, you know, of heart, relationship, the solidness you know, of that. So I love that interplay. I think the show does a really nice job of keeping things grounded with real emotions and real kind of issues, dramas, whatever. And, and then at the same time, we're, we're really getting our fill of fantasy, you know, and fun stuff and all of that. So I think that balance is really well done. And I, that, that episode where we get the Mal reunion was, was worth, worth it for me. It was a good reunion. I liked all of that. Yeah. Tom, any thoughts before we wrap this up? No, it's just,
1: um, yeah, I had to restrain myself from watching seven and eight because I really wanted to find out what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing I love about this show is the world building. Yes, it's so clear. There's no confusion. It's not like some shows where you're like, "What the frick is going on?" Mm-hmm. So it's complex yet laid out simply, so you yes. can figure out what's going on and. Eric Heiserer wrote Arrival, one of my favorite sci-fi movies of the last few years. And he's the one who adapted the series, so...
2: Oh, is he? Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Kudos to him and, and his team.
2: Yeah. And it's it, you know, yeah. funny,
1: too, is the novelist basically told him when he was assigned the project, do better than me in terms yeah, of... replication. I, I, read that. I read
2: well, that. well, he basically... What, what they're doing with this show is they're taking two separate... Uh, book series and they're mushing them together into one. Normally, oh. these characters don't actually meet each other. Oh uh, wow. And they're bringing them. Yeah, I I read this in a in a wiki. Um, <laughs> they're two totally different stories, but they they brought them together. And I and you would never know if you if you hadn't actually read something like that because they they just mesh perfectly. And and yeah. it's like they, they should have always been together. This works great. I, yeah. I love seeing these characters interact. Um, react there's and one, there's one small part that I do want to bring up because we never discuss this on the show and I guess because it's so removed from the rest of the storylines but the whole thing about um, Nina the, uh, the, yeah. the um, Grisha who has been kidnapped by the, the, um, the witch, witch finders yeah. and and um, they they've got this whole relationship now going with with this uh, witch hunter who, who finds her and the the we've gotten to the shipwreck and they're trying right. to survive it and um, you know all of this you know part of it is like oh that's great that's good and and the other part of me is saying but you know this is Stockholm syndrome right
3: <laughs> uh, you do understand for, Stockholm
0: syndrome from which, which side? Them
3: it's so, so, yeah, like which it way is the Stockholm snow. syndrome it with John snow in the Wilding which it reminded me very
1: know
3: yeah she's she's a, she's a <laughs> this
1: spy is so
2: egregious
1: this no is but so I think egregious. because
0: she's she's a spy and she's used to infiltrating and getting people to do stuff for her I don't think I think on her side of it at least she's manipulating him to a certain degree. At least okay. that's how so, I read it.
2: So you know, I've 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 watched this already to the end, so I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything. But I, I I will just say that this is one. I think that she went into it with that attitude, um, and I I. Am a well, no spoilers! Stop! Show, stop, but, stop! 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 But All but right. yeah, I just that that's 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 the one thing that that I had doubts about with the show. Um, right. But there's other than that. There, I, I'm loving this thing so much. They can't bring up season two fast enough for me. That
1: right. dude's American, by the way. Oh,
2: that makes
0: sense. Yeah. He looks yeah.
1: it. another Danish dude, but no, no, American. he
0: looks he looks Ameri- He has that 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 American thing. I was like, oh, he's good looking. He's like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, he looks like every <laughs> football player.
2: Face?
3: <laughs> he man. has that
0: vanilla football American <laughs> face that you see everywhere. <laughs>
3: What's really funny, Libya, is that this is a podcast, but I can see you—you you know, video—and you like this like hand gesture, and I'm like, nobody knows what you're doing, Libya. It's a podcast. <laughs> the thing,
0: the thing that I'm you know? obviously doing. All right.
3: What's your word, Libya? What word,
0: <laughs> Vanilla is the right word for it. Okay, so let's move on. I am absolutely loving the show. I can't wait for the last two episodes. This is pro- this and The Nevers are probably my two favorite shows right now. Um, yep. So, thumbs up. And if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them at tvcampfiregmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and sci-fi.radio, Wiennopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.